Gals, I'm Brian. And I'm not Brian. <laughs> He's Brad. <laughs> and now we're going to spoilery discuss Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Sir, would you like to start with the small tweaks? Uh, or since that was one of the last things we mentioned in the non-spoiler? Yeah, sure. Um, the the biggest tweak for me, um, they this movie does a very, very good job of character development for everybody but one (laughs) coincidentally i also dislike this character's um visual appearance can i guess is it a hero or a villain just to give me i mean there's like so many of them it doesn't help Uh, me a lot i'm not gonna give it to you no all right well mine if i had to say would be um uh tombstone Although you were talking about character arcs, so I'm going to guess. I don't know. It's either between Spider-Ham or uh, Penny Parker. Nope, neither. I didn't like Kingpin. Oh, why is that? I didn't didn't like the way it looked. I I prefer the Daredevil Kingpin. He was just in another movie, too. Um, Hawkeye. Well, yeah, it was the, yeah the last episode of Hawkeye. Also, Jurassic World. If what? you've been you've been rewatching the Jurassic World yeah. movies, yeah. yeah, I did. He's oh yeah, he's douchebag he, that wants to yeah. weaponize the Raptors. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he is. Su- he seems like such a gentle giant on Twitter, and yet when he like comes back for Hawkeye, I genuinely don't know how he does it, but I'm marvel at it. He has like he does like a slight eye twitch in like the soft spot of the eye. Like I had had a lot of caffeine. I think the last time we recorded and I noticed my eye twitch like that and I couldn't, I couldn't replicate it. He is, I love him as an actor anyway. But yeah, I just, I just don't, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like his character design in the movie where it kind of looks like a growth of coming out of his chest. that happens to be his head. Um, <laughs> Uh, he doesn't get enough time. You don't get enough character build with him to mm-hmm. understand why he's bad. Um, so I think that I think that could have been the only thing that could have been improved. Like like flaw flaw wise, like things that are objectively bad for me. <laughs> um. All right. So Wilson Fisk. I I'm okay with his physical appearance only because i know that that's how he's majoritively drawn in the comics and like outside of anime you you can't really get that size in real life without (laughs) doing some king shark shit (laughs) yeah but i i mean like they make him look like not almost not human yeah um because his like the back of his shoulders go so far so far above his head like I understand, like he's a he's a big guy. He's, you know, but to me, that's like selling into it a little too hard. Okay. Um, because even like the comic books, he was just like a big. He was wide, big, tall, but like, yeah, not didn't look like a growth, a tiny little growth of, that happened to be his head coming out of his chest. <laughs> and what would it have taken for them to sell you on? he's trying to get his dead family back more like what what would have have taken for that to work for you um hmm. Pro- uh, probably 
another two or three more minutes. Okay. Um, realistically, just a, a little bit more backstory, a little bit more of how he, how he planned to do it, why his character decided that, that that was the way he needed to go. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, really two or three more minutes with him, I think we probably could have accomplished a lot of that. Um, I should check out the deleted scenes because I know that they had mentioned... I don't know if all 15 minutes are in the deleted scenes, but they said they had fully finished 15 minutes of film that they cut out. <laughs> and normally you don't get that far before cutting it in animation. Um, yeah. Um, were those see. the... That, I, that, was I, the, that was the big thing off the top of my head. I have some stuff if you need some time, if you have other things... Yeah, I'm sure I do. Um, but that was, that was the thing that bothered me the most. Hold um, on to it. Jealousy. <laughs> You're jealous that he's bigger than you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't remember where this criticism came from, but I think it was valid. Uh, some more, it was probably some review that I listened to, uh, but they pointed out that there was a missed opportunity for Gwen Spider-Gwen to talk to Peter B. Parker since that was her best friend. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think I know the perfect place for that right before Miles says, because I was watching it, I was like, no, that would step on that moment. That would step on that moment. Um, Right before Miles said, hey, I think this is a cape. (laughs) It would have been great for me if like um, Gwen came up and like, hey, uh, that best friend I mentioned that I couldn't save and then him even just say something like like recognize it in his eyes and say you were that for me too. How have you been? Like, like and just have good. Uh, and it's so great to see you and the, like a quick hug or something. We don't even need to imply that Peter B. Parker, you know, that was his first love. It could, we could just wreck on it to be, they were both best friends and they both were unable to lo- to save each other. Ooh, 15 uh, seconds. Nice little yeah. moment. And then have miles ruin it with a, with the Cape thing. <laughs> like yeah. quote unquote ruin it. Um, and obviously the B in his middle name stands for burrito. Is <laughs> I'm ready to ask you if that's true, but I I know you. I know you. <laughs> uh no, it's just because he's he's bigger. I, I, I like his character arc. Um I I like the tragedy that it goes through. I like the the physical and emotional trauma that it went through. Um, to get him to where he is so i mean that was that was really good um including losing all of his money and fame on failed restaurants and <laughs> yeah tgi spikes <laughs> um and then there's two other things one uh one is a, actually my idea i'll get to it but the other one was <laughs> if you check out nando v movies on youtube he has this beautiful uh video about a villain that he would like to see in the future and he says he would like to see in the future instead of replacing tombstone because tombstone is one of the rare characters in comics that has albinism uh 
Uh, oh, or, uh, yeah, gotcha. And he's played by an actor. If anyone's seen Black Lightning, he was a villain in the first season. I, I didn't see past that, so I don't know if he lasted. Who has that in real life? So he wouldn't actually want to replace him, but from my money, um, who is it? Uh, Tombstone was the most poorly written character in terms of the villains or thought out. Um, I don't know. There's There was just room to improve because he ends up just being a dude with guns. <laughs> you know, while everyone else has these crazy quirks about them, uh, or more creative like weapons than just guns, and his pitch was for a villain named Swarm, who is a guy who got like hit by some radiation or something, or a meteor, and just became essentially a skeleton and like a million sentient bees. If you've seen Rick and Morty, a million ants, that was probably based on swarm. And uh, his reasoning for that was because he didn't feel like Noir had his own like special moment. And swarm is a character who is a Nazi. So he saw an opportunity not only to reference Wicker Man, the bees, the bees, ah. <laughs> but also if uh, Noir, Spider-Man Noir found out he was a Nazi, he'd be like, you're a Nazi? Like, yes. What does that have to do? I don't know how to do a German accent. Uh, he's like, well, I do two things. I drink cream sodas or whatever it's called and kick a Nazi butt. <laughs> and I don't see any cream soda around or I know I'm getting that wrong, but I think that would have been a great addition. But I agree with Nando. Like, it's so rare to actually represent someone without. Oh, God, I'm fucking up the word. Check out his video. It's great. Um, they're in albino. Uh, yeah. al- Albinoism or whatever. Yeah, he's he's an albino. He just lacks um, skin pigmentation. And something in their eyes it turns it red. Yes. But uh, um, now here, here's mine. So the penultimate moment in the movie is the leap of faith. I think we can all is agree. It? Or is the, it the penultimate emotional moment? I think it's when uh, Spider-Man Noir says, "Wherever I go, the wind follows, and the wind smells like rain." <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> one day i'm gonna stop taking you seriously ever and you're gonna hate it and i know that from experience because i once made you're you're actually a lot more serious now than i'm i was in my example but i would make jokes fucking forever and then i would make jokes and they'd be like oh yeah but then i would have to lie convincingly much like Mm -hmm. uh the april fool's debacle i created (laughs) um and then they would believe me, and then as soon as they believe me, I'd be like, ah, just kidding. So then, no joke, when there would actually be something serious, I did it so well that no one would take me seriously. I'd be like, ah. Um, anyway, there's, I wrote down all the dialogue in during his leap of faith, and it starts with his dad saying, Miles' dad saying, I see this spark in you. It's amazing. Whatever you choose to do with it, you'll be great. Then mom says, our family doesn't run from things. Then uncle says, you're the best of all of us, Miles. You're on your way. Keep going. Miles asks, 
when do I know I'm Spider-Man? And Peter too says, you won't. That's all it is, Miles, a leap of faith. Now, these are all his parental figures informing his journey. And I think it's beautiful. What I would change, nothing in that scene, I would go back and change, this sounds so silly, I'm sure, um, but I would change the camera angles when his mom says our family doesn't run from things. Because for anyone who's seen it, it's a wide shot from the side of them. And she says, our family doesn't run away from things. Goes on his forehead and leaves. And there's no like extra music. There's no beat to let that sink in. And I feel like if we got two close-ups of the mom and then Miles letting that sink in, maybe with some extra music cue, uh, that beat would hit harder. Because all those other moments that they pulled dialogue from are like these strong emotional moments. You're crying when the dad's outside of the apartment or the dorm. You're crying when uncle, his uncle's dying. Uh, you might be, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But if you are going to cry, you're crying when like Peter's like telling him that it wasn't their choice. It was Peter two's choice to leave miles out. And this little kid like asking for advice, like when do I know that I'm a man, essentially an adult, someone who can, who's able to step up. He's like, you won't. Yeah. That's just kind of something that you <laughs> need to figure out yourself. Yeah. And the mom's advice is great, but there's just, I don't feel like there's enough weight given to that moment. So that would be my change along with the other two. I agree with the other two. Yeah. Um, some of the things, okay. So some of the things that I thought they did really well, mm. um, the art style, <laughs> the art style and a lot of the stuff that goes missed. Um, the art style is a comic book art style. In fact, I think after this movie, they were trying to, tr- they're trying to trademark that. Oh yeah, um, they did. They, did they? They, co- they, they, they copy the, or trademarked the, every other frame, whatever the 13 frames per, uh, wait, 12 frames 12. per second. Yeah. And the the comic book style um, to like the dots in the background, so it legitimately looks like a like a comic book brought to life. Um, so I thought that was that was super cool. Um, the very inclusiveness of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he, sure, Miles Morales, he's Puerto Rican and black. I mean, it didn't have to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, they brought in they brought in a couple of girls, including um, Gwen Stacy. They brought in Penny Parker. Uh, Penny Parker. They included um, was she was Penny Asian? Yeah, and in real life as well. Yeah, or I don't know if the character in comics is, but I know the real life actresses. Yeah, so they just did a really good job of including a lot of a lot of different people into this movie, um, where a movie that could be pretty whitewashed pretty quick (laughs) yeah and uh some of those or like penny parker in particular i i totally could see avia rod in his wisdom of shoving just way too much shit and everything and that's an insult i'm i'm not saying it's actual wisdom (laughs) uh reference amazing spider-man 2 um 
I could totally see those other three Spider-Men forced in to be like toys, do toys, more toys, different toys. And that, or just make six of them. It's like, we have a pretty good story for three. (laughs) It's like, no, six more toys. I think they, this is another reason I have so much faith in Lord and Miller. Anything they like have an actual hand in, not just producing. Um, and I mean, I know they only produced technically in this one, but they said their hands were deep in the dough, <laughs> you know, helping it along. Um, they may, oh, everyone did a great job making it so much more than just a, a rhino cameo by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Everyone's like, it <laughs> uh, doesn't add anything. <laughs> yeah, I think they did a fantastic job casting everybody. Um all the way down to you know even the the spider-man 2099 with isaac <laughs> oscar isaac uh, oscar isaac <laughs> they even put him as in the credits as interesting person number two <laughs> so they didn't uh spoil it before the post credit scene um yeah i mean nicholas cage um just it just, they just did a fantastic job casting all these people and like hearing after watching the green book and then watching uh Marshall in this movie just like the complete opposite it was just like mind-blowing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and geez all the i mean for a movie that's an hour and 57 minutes with so many characters i mean how long is wait also with nothing to help inform the characters except references like i think for me if i ever spider-man no way home for me is the best spider-man movie with required homework (laughs) i think if you don't haven't seen anything else that movie is a lesser movie just like endgame would be yeah or yeah but this movie does such a good job of of also adding in so much fan service without making it unacceptable or making it like not obtainable to people that don't know that fan service because they do a lot of good a lot of good jobs like kind of sticking things in the background and then still keeping you in the jokes um like porky peter saying that's all folks (laughs) (laughs) is he allowed to say that legally legally (laughs) Or even hell, they take some of that fan service and just make it the story. Like, let's do this one more time. Immediate joke. Like, okay, yeah. we know there's been five, six, seven, however many live action ones in in your short lifespan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that have already come out. We're doing it again. And then they keep that through the whole thing for every single part. Uh character and use it as an advantage Ugh, for economic storytelling this this movie might could be called spider-man into the economic storytelling <laughs> <laughs> this could this could be spider-man into the error multiverse of madness <laughs> <laughs> but uh the only other movie i can think that is besides like Infinity War and Endgame, because those are massive, but they don't really give uh, character arcs to everyone 
they, each movie takes turns. The only movie that tells a complete story from beginning to end, and I think services all of them that I can think of, is Captain America Civil War. And that has the benefit of, just like Spider-Man No Way Home, so many other movies to help the back uh, or uh, to inform it. And that's a two hour and 28 minute movie. <laughs> so geez, to, to start off, not require any homework, complete story. So many characters. Uh, this is, I had there's to, no, there's none of the characters that you don't want to see succeed. None of the good guys that you don't want to see succeed. There's none of them that are like, nah, they could have just not put him in there. This movie would have been fine. You kind of need all of them. Yeah. And, and I just remembered because you had mentioned inclusivity. Uh, one of the reviews that I had seen at the time, I think by movie Bob, he referenced that, or he pointed out how doc ox says, my friends call me live. And later aunt may says, Oh great. It's live. Uh, he posited that it might be a progressive reference to the fact that Ant Man and Doc Ock dated in the comics at one point. Mm. And that Ant May might be bisexual in this movie, having had a relationship with Doc Ock. Just just from two lines. <laughs> My yeah. friends call me Liv five words. Oh great, it's Liv. Nine words. <laughs> you they're I I genuinely think there could be 120 video essays made from this film on 120 different topics that you could make a meal out of at least a five minute video about uh, if you're quick like just those nine if you can make a whole video about this might be alluding to some pretty deep comic lore and the fact that uh, and all this stuff out of nine words, <laughs> like, geez, man, this, it, this movie just never stopped. I've considered making a video called, uh, Kingsman Two: the hardest working, working blockbuster. And I think I can't title it that with this one existing <laughs> <laughs> in good conscience, maybe the hardest working blockbuster that nobody appreciates. <laughs> Even, even Egerton. <laughs> oh. Tur- t- t- <laughs> I hope he's. I'm sure by this time he's kicked it. By the time you're hearing it, but I hope he is having a uh, speedy recovery from COVID. Um, because he just had to. I don't know if you heard. He had to quit a play because he collapsed on stage, and then I don't know if they're related, but he collapsed on stage, and he also tested positive for COVID. And also Daniel Craig. Heard that. Heard about that as well. They already canceled two shows. So, oh, Daniel Craig is in something. Yeah, he's in. He's in a play. They had to cancel two two performances of whatever play he was in. Damn, that'd, that'd be interesting to see if it was like like Cats or something. <laughs> that'd be well, so I... weird to see him do something like so far out there. Because well, that heard... was what he grew up doing. So. Oh yeah, true. I I heard that uh, Taron Egerton's understudy will be taking over the rest of the play, but if Daniel Craig, if they're canceling perform or uh, performances, I I 
love to hear if Daniel Craig just doesn't have understudies. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the outrage in the audience? I mean, if someone came just to see Daniel Craig and they're like, uh, his understudy is here today. I'd be, I'd be mad. Yeah. Is it, is it Macbeth that he's doing? You mean the four hour movie that we're watching next week? <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't remember what that is off the top of my head. No, I remember I, I said I, I, if it was on streaming, I'd put uh, the four hour Macbeth in. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out what what plays in, yeah, Macbeth on Broadway. Yes. Uh, fun fact: anyone who loves uh, Liza Koshy, Kamik, I've seen on Kamiko Glenn's Instagram at some Grammys or something like that. She, well, she seemed that when I was looking at her stories that she was like best friends with Liza Koshy, just in real life. So, little uh, little BTS nerdiness to get excited about. <laughs> Um, let's see here. So this, this movie style, the, the comic book style, they directly, they directly took it from, I forgot who it was, but they directly took like it from a comic book style uh, with like the lines, the dots and everything like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very specific style. So I thought that was pretty cool that they were able to pull that, yeah. pull it off. I mean, not just, you know, make an animated movie, but pull it off so much like a cartoon. Oh yeah, um, and a comic book, and then to also have um, Miles Morales be like a graffiti artist, and have his uncle be a graffiti artist. I thought it was kind of cool, just kind of like the tie-in. Yes, we know, we understand that this is a very unique style of art, <laughs> and then to have Miles have like graffiti art, and then have his what was the word that he did on the on the thing? His no his expectations. Project. Expectations, yeah. yeah. Um, it, I know in terms of stuff like that, that I'm not sure if the graffiti artist artistry is an invention for this film, uh, but apparently they changed a lot of crucial details about Miles Morales compared to the comic books. Like for some backstory, Brian Michael Bendis, who did the ultimate Spider-Man comics when that launched great run. Uh, I've read like the first six volumes or something. It's really good with Peter Parker. He invented Miles Morales because his, while he's white, his children are people of color and he wanted representation. But there were things that he did like uh, the character who's Ned in Spider-Man, the home trilogy was basically taken from Miles Morales. So, uh, the roommate they had to he would have had a bigger role in the film if they hadn't done that because that roommate is essentially ned um from the comics but also like the uncle's death in the comics was just from the youtube video i watched comparing it was like the wrong tone like he dies and he says you're like me like a villain (laughs) and he's like and the Hmm. uncle just died like he's a he's a nasty asshole <laughs> compared to this one. I'm like, thank God they changed and they weren't uh, too precious, but like the Tintin video from bread sword, someone who loves the source material, but isn't too precious to not improve things. Um, 
but I think they changed a lot more in, in terms of this. Uh, yeah, there's just, ah, the, I've seen videos even talking about the collider sequences at the end, how every person going back to their universe flashes a certain color or in the jump. I actually fro uh, freeze framed on a shot that was completely black and white during his leap of faith. Like they incorporate all the visual styles into flashes. Um, and uh, like I could, oof, you give me a, hundred million dollars and give me 20 years i don't think i'd be able to make something this creative creatively packed yeah um so you were talking about bread sword and tintin the big thing about tintin was um the creator um and how much he loved um tintin and how well it described him in his life the um traditional um stan lee cameo was was in this movie do you think that was done before or after his death uh well because it, it fit his death really well uh i believe the way you ask it i feel like you already know the answer but i'm not I sure not. I uh, not, no. oh no this was from hell there's there's probably like a hundred stan lees in this film because <laughs> because if for behind the scenes like there needs to be a shit ton of artists. Sometimes an artist can be working on just one minute of the film. So like there's that Stanley cameo in the shop. There's a Stanley on the train when he's uh, being trailing behind Peter B. Parker's passed out body. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a, there's a Stanley that steps over them after, wait, I don't think of, I don't know if there was a train in both because that doesn't really make sense. But when he says, maybe step around, and then they step over him, he's like, thanks, New York. There's a Stanley that goes, at, there's a, like a hundred Stanleys throughout this film. Every artist wanted to animate their own or put in their own Stanley. Um, so no matter yeah, what, that was going to happen. But Yeah, because he died a, um, about a month before, about six weeks before this released. And of, and of course, they uh, they had his voice. So yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I'm pretty. Sh I wouldn't be surprised if they added that quote at the end of the movie, because he had passed away. The quote. Let me get it. Which is uh, that person who helps others simply because it should or must be done, and because it is the right thing to do, is indeed, without a doubt, a real superhero. Yeah, and and if you're gonna make that quote. Um this is the perfect movie to do it in um, just because it kind of shows you that, you know, anybody could be Spider-Man. You could be Spider-Man. So uh, to, to do it during this movie was just except, exceptional. I fucking love that you said that. Cause I was, the next thing I was going to say was reference the idea that any, that an integral part of Spider-Man is that anyone can be Spider-Man. Um, the reason I say that is because until this movie, I didn't really understand that. And this will also tie into No Way Home. But when Amazing Spider-Man 1 came out and they said that uh, it was revealed in the movie that only Peter Parker be could become Spider-Man because his dad had genetically altered the spiders to only uh, react to the Parker genome. 
<laughs> me, I, I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's a nice little factoid. And then everyone's complaint at the time was kind of everyone's complaint about the live action Mulan because they gave the live action Mulan superpowers. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I, I'm never going to see it. <laughs> I've seen more video essays sh- dunking on it and shitting on it than it would have taken just to watch it. <laughs> um, but they all complained that it took away that facet of Spider-Man uh, that anyone could be under the mask because he's like one of the only superheroes with a fully obscured mask. And you couldn't, like Electro says in No Way Home, you couldn't tell what race he was, <laughs> um, essentially. And that's what this movie highlighted in a great way that no other Spider-Man movie had highlighted previous to that intentionally, as far as I could tell. And the thing that I mentioned for No Way Home is that movie did something special that I had never seen and which surprise had never happened, which is Spider-Man fighting to save the life of a villain. But besides like uh, new goblin and Spider-Man three, but that's cheating because that's his childhood friend. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, it took this movie. It, oh, oh, I forgot that this happened. I I saw Spider-Man seven Spider-Man Spider-Verse seven times in theaters. Um, I had AMC A list at the time. I had a used Tesla, so it was right next to a charging station. So while I had an hour to wait to charge, I'd go in, watch it, maybe fall asleep, maybe not. Because <laughs> I saw it a lot, uh, and they're really comfy seats. Um, but my like fifth time I saw it, and I had seen it with my daughter already, um, I saw it with my friend Bill. And he Bill, was visiting Bill, Bill, Bill. up from uh, Texas. And it, I had either seen it, alone or seen it with my daughter up till then and it wasn't until seeing it with him and we've seen two movies together spider-man to spider-verse and tag and he loved both of them um but his his love of spider-man to the spider-verse seeing it through his eyes like in another adult's eyes made me appreciate it like oh it clicked like this is truly amazing uh, pun not intended, but I'll go with it. Uh, and the reason I say that is because that was the that trip was the last time I I think I mentioned this in the tag review. Uh, that was the last time I saw him before he passed away. Um, but yeah, that that's part of the besides the fact that I had no friends as a kid and movies were my only. Uh, friend uh at the time it's moments like that that make me really appreciate uh movies like that connection yeah but but you have to understand with great ability comes great accountability <laughs> don't most cops run red lights <laughs> <laughs> i love I think when I heard that line the first time, that's when I loved his dad. Because <laughs> I've seen, I've almost gotten T-boned by 
asshole fucking idiot cops who ran in my own mother's police district where she worked. <laughs> uh, I just remember a time where I had a green arrow and I started turning left and a cop car just decided to start going through their red and I honked and then they were like, and then they kept going. I'm like, how? <laughs> like, you have the audacity to go through a red. Whatever. We can debate that. But then once you're getting honked at by someone who is turning, someone who is having the audacity myself to honk at a police officer. <laughs> I was honked. Get it, I, but still, you know, you don't normally get that. I'm sure as a police officer, because everyone I, I, is so scared to get abused. Um, yeah. That should fucking penetrate your goddamn thick skull. <laughs> it, sh- it should, but yeah, <laughs> not going to. Like even if even if the thought process is like you deign to disrespect oh, a red light. I'm gonna I'm gonna, go anyway. I'll, I'll let you off the hook this time. Like, even if it was that egotistical, they stopped. <laughs> I'd still, we still got there. <laughs> but, uh. um, did we talk about um, uh, Peter B. Parker? Peter, it's Benjamin, by the way. It's not Burrito. I looked it up. <laughs> um, getting to see his um. MJ, his Mary Jane. Uh, uh, at the at the very end, when he rings the doorbell, or his bread apology. His bread apology. We have not. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Pretty, yeah, um, that was pretty good. I mean that that meant quite a bit. Um, it's just one of those times where like he wishes that he could fix his timeline, but knows that he can't. <laughs> I mean, he has the chance to make a thoughtful amends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I absolutely love that. I was actually watching a podcast. I forget the women's names because I just discovered them. Like, you know, random uh, Netflix is a joke video. And then I just dove into like 15 of those yesterday. Uh, but they were talking about how in relationships, if you have a problem, you need to stop going to the person you're in the relationship with to solve the problem with them and work it out elsewhere. <laughs> you know, okay. and, and I was like, that's a very interesting thing. And now that you mentioned that, I was like, oh, shit, he got to work out, you know, uh, his feelings, his emotional vulnerability to someone who's not going to like. I guess technically away from his relationship, <laughs> but also not. Um, but ah, uh, I I'm so excited for the sequels. Yeah, Oops. I just hope I hope I hope they measure up. I hope that you know that's not a one and done. It's not a just not a, like a Lion King two type of situation. <laughs> Which one? A Lion King. Oh, pretty much any of the Disney oh. movies. Pick a pick a Disney movie and pick a sequel. You know, I watched. Uh, I think it was a Bread Sword video. I'm adding Lion King one and a half to a future Marvels on stream because I heard it was great. But um, I've never seen Lion King two. I I still have faith in Lord and Miller, and some of the directors are returning. I'll look it up. Yeah. But that that first, uh, you can check out the first 
teaser if you want, but it looks like they're keeping it. Oh, it's completely different directors. Never mind. Ooh, but it's three of them. One is Joaquim Dos Santos, and he has worked as a producer and on Legend of Korra and in the art department of Avatar The Last Airbender, as well as uh, Voltron Legendary Defender, Green Heart, but those are producers. Um, but he was in the art department for Avatar The Last Airbender, so that's good. Uh, Kemp Powers, he has been a writer on Soul. He was a writer on One Night in Miami, which I've never heard of. Um, but Soul, ooh, what a... Mm. If you can write well, I have faith that you can direct, at least direct competently, you know? Because you, you can at least direct... If you're writing so well, then you can be the conduit directly to the actors. Like, no, this is what it means. Um, and then Justin K. Thompson was a production designer on Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Um, and, ooh, yep, this is, I think, I, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I think the caution of seeing a Sony animated picture might be tied to stuff like the Emoji movie. <laughs> <laughs> which he has uh he has been in the animation department but he also worked on cloudy with a chance of meatballs let me s- and, see yeah and that was one of the was that there was one of the guys on the, one of the directors this movie did that movie too nice well i hope the this last guy that i just mentioned has been in the visual develop he's worked in the art department for the emoji movie smurfs the lost village and a- the angry birds movie so you know hopefully hopefully this uh <laughs> that's not that's not that's not a good start yeah i mean you gotta get work where you you gotta get work uh where you get it um but the, oh okay oh i think i might have figured it out the spider-man across spider-verse has the writers phil lord christopher miller and Dave Callahan. So maybe somebody on Wikipedia entering to Wikipedia got those writings mixed up. Oh, I just got excited because I saw Stan Lee in the credits for Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, but it, he has a writing credit for characters by. Yeah, I was like, oh, they figured out a way to get him in there? <laughs> they figured out a way to pull him out of this grave? <gasps> Issa Rae is joining as Jessica nice. Drew. Okay. Nice. All right. Nerding out. <laughs> um, so which one was your favorite Spider-Man? Oh, out of the oh, I mean God, that's that's so hard because I I could I there was rumors that there was a um or right after this movie came out they were talking about developing a spinoff for spider gwen and i totally would have been down for that she's going to be in the sequel she she's in the first teaser um you can't do that that's like my children (laughs) (laughs) i honestly can't you have a favorite child get out of here i do because i have one it's very convenient (laughs) (laughs) that i know of (laughs) Um, please, if you're out there and you have a child who's mine, please just fucking tell me. Um, <laughs> and write and review this podcast while you're at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you? Can I, 
keep fucking forgetting. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I want to throw this in. I put on uh, the Riot Media podcast or Discord asking people what's their favorite Spider-Man movie and most underrated, underappreciated movie and s- limiting it just to the Sony ones. Uh, Josh is participating, said that his favorite was Spider-Verse and his most underappreciated was, or he said Homecoming deserves more hype because um, Adrian Toomes was a fantastic okay. villain. Yeah, it was. I, I I could see the argument that it, maybe it's been forgotten a little too quickly because Adrian Toomes was pretty, was a great villain. Uh, yeah. that, that was his argument and Hell, it has, uh, has, uh, wow, why am I forgetting? He even makes a cameo in it. Um, I cannot believe that I am blanking on this since I am such a fucking simp. (laughs) 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 Donald Glover. (laughs) Oh, okay. As Prowler. (laughs) Pre-Prowler. Yeah. Oh, you're t- okay. Now I, see. I could have helped you out with that had I had I known where we we're going with that. Yeah. yeah, there, there was a. If anyone's seen Community in season two, the opener, or season three, it was right after the campaign to make Donald Glover Spider-Man, which eventually went to Andrew Garfield. They have a sequence of like catching you up with all the characters, and you see him get out of bed and go in a Spider-Man shirt. Uh, yep. like Donald Glover and they put that in here which is ah ah love it. But I I'll be honest I originally Oops. asked that question cuz I would be I wanted to prove that if like 10 people answered I wanted them all to be like I've never seen Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah, it was it was season 2 episode 1. Ah, so, nice. Yeah. Yep. But maybe it was the wrong place to go. Uh, people so nerdy about movies that they watch minute podcasts and then pledge to the uh, pledge to the Discord might be the wrong pool of people to prove that it was underappreciated. <laughs> Google Trends Possibly. was a better resource. Possibly. Uh, um, but obviously, um, without a doubt, it's um, Spider-Man Noir. Spider-Man Noir is the best. Oh, best best one-liners for sure. Hundred uh, percent. <laughs> comes from like, the gritty 1930s he he's made for printing t-shirts <laughs> like that was what, that was his first thing that he was born to do was be spider-man second thing was be a t-shirt printing factory yeah yeah uh, yeah easily my favorite without a doubt yeah um yeah uh, oh, one thing I want to shout out is the scene where they all talk about who who they lost in their lives to. And it, and it wasn't always Uncle Ben. Yeah. What? It wasn't. Not all of their answers were the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was this one moment that they actually cut for Peter Porker. He mentioned, I forget who it was that he mentions, but he mentions them and says, and they were delicious. And they were like, no, wrong moment. Wrong place for a joke. We can't step on this emotional moment. So they replaced it with, you can't always save everybody. And that was 100% the right call. 
uh it made me think of thor ragnarok which i think made the that mistake um when uh when uh oh what's the place what's the the place where asgard when asgard blows up or is on fire and stuff and then taika waititi comes in and says oh well you still got the good foundations you know yeah you can still build from there and then it completely blows up he's like oh no no, no it's gone I was like, oh, uh, that's the one joke in the whole movie I'd take out because I was like, ah, you stepped on that moment. We could have sat there and felt the tragedy of their home being forever obliterated, but, oh, Tyke, oh, you stepped on that moment. I'm so sorry. You have an excellent fucking movie, um, which is why I'm excited for Thor Love and Thunder because he actually is creating a completely... Uh, from scratch and his best movies are the ones that have been created from scratch like jojo rabbit or hunt for the wilder people scratch is a relative term in the mcu but (laughs) um so i guess um porky porky peter peter porker Mm -hmm. i so his backstory was different than everybody else's everybody else got bit by a radioactive spider he i think it wasn't his like he bit a radioactive spider or something like that (laughs) something like that yeah or, which is uh, like back was like backwards. <laughs> or he did he bite a radioactive pig? It was like something a spider, like that. A spider that bit a radio, radioactive pig or something. Yeah, it, it was backwards. <laughs> it was just funny. Um Yeah, I I also really loved Penny Parker's origin. Like she works with the spider and with her dad's robot. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was pretty cool um very anime <laughs> mm-hmm. very anime-esque i like how she was slightly different than everybody else she was like cleaner like one like visually cleaner than everybody else everybody else had like towards the end they would fade out into the dots she was like perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah i mean an overall fantastic movie i mean there's when we have so little to pick apart and our little pick aparts is me not liking liking a character design and needing like two or three more minutes of character arc. I mean, I mean, it's hard to hard to pick apart this movie. I mean, hell, when you uh, when you get a uh, instead of like a pow, you get a bagel <laughs> when yeah, the guy when he, gets when he, hit. When he throw, when he, yeah, when he throws it um, <laughs> when they come out of the the thing, he steals a bagel from the the what call it. It always seems. Cafeteria. Yeah, it always seems to zag when you think it's zig. That that scene in particular was like Spider Man. I get that a lot, and it's like, hey, and then they, everyone takes out a gun, which you just don't see, and someone is like, he stole a bagel. <laughs> yeah, 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 just swing like I taught you. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Yeah, when he when he tells him to just jump off the edge and swing like I taught you to. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, there's. Even even with the little tweaks and stuff, and you did you said that uh, uh, I, I want to recognize that you did have an issue with his motivations, but for me, like there's not anything where I have ever thought, oh, that's just weird. Like 
and I'm getting to Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, there's some things that they needed to do uh, because of production stuff and because of COVID. Uh, the original Spider-Man No Way Home was going to have America Chavez, who is a super... I forget her. Uh, no, is America Chavez the actress? Um, no. Uh, America Chavez is a comic book character named oh the comic book is literally called america chavez she was going to bring in the other two spider-men in no way home but because of covid and schedules getting mixed around they had to think on their feet i think they did a good job but it's still you know it made a couple people like what uh they gave ned magic powers (laughs) (laughs) out of nowhere yeah and i even remember a review saying like so you before this came out about the America Chavez thing, like, so you had a secondary person of color that you didn't know what to do with. So you gave them magic powers to open teleport, uh, open portals. Oh, you did vibe in the flash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I think it'd be, I think it'd be hilarious if it came out that he's like Wong's like, you know, kid that he didn't know that he had. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. Um, and like there, there are criticisms of you know most of the Marvel films of them not being visually creative enough. Yeah, and I, I think I saw some of those criticisms for Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um, that movie though worked so fucking well on the emotional level. Spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. This is coming out after digital, so you need to just stop right now, go buy it, go check it out. But uh, I had been driving for a rideshare company, and these three teenage kids, they were very nice. They didn't intentionally spoil anything. They actually like made an effort not to, but there was something where I said uh, uh, about the Venom 2 post credit scene. I don't care about spoiling that movie. Um, where he he like wakes up in a in like Hawaii or something and sees on the TV that Peter Parker is Spider Man and his mask is off. I was like, oh, give me a fucking break! There's no goddamn way Spider Man or Peter would be like, ah, oh, I got outed. Oh no, let me confirm it for all of you for the cameras. Like, take that scene and throw it into a fucking fire. And the kid, the teenager, and they're like. 17 year olds not 13 year olds uh he's like uh, like aunt may it was and he's like uh. <laughs> so when i went to actually see the movie i knew that aunt may was probably gonna die so and i only mentioned that because it actually made that moment better <laughs> like i was like oh Oh no, it's happening. And there was like 15 seconds where I knew it was happening, but no one I was with, including my daughter, knew it was happening. I was like, ah. I was crying. She's like, why are you? And like, she picked up on uh, that I was like getting emotional. It's like, what's wrong, Dad? Just watch. Just watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't want to shit on that movie. It was fucking great i was so it's not froyo it was ice cream again <laughs> um, <laughs> but i think it it would be fair to say that that movie has more room for improvement yes than this one does um 
but I think it hits on more emotional levels. I, I think it hits as much, if not slightly harder yeah. on emotional levels that than this does. And, and it pulls on a lot of nostalgia too, with having, having them all three come back and stuff like that. So, and, and like I said, it does stuff that this movie doesn't that I think all or uh, most of the future Spider-Man movies should incorporate mainly giving a shit about the villain dying. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling bad about it. Yeah. And fighting to stop it. Like I, I get it. Uh, Spider-Man two. Um, when Otto Octavius sacrifices himself to save the city, I'm not going to tell Otto, like, don't save the city. But there wasn't a moment where it was like, there has to be another way, Otto. It's like, there's not. If they, Even if it was just that line, it just says, there's, then tell me one. Or there's not. Ah, that's all. Then I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, that would be a great addition. Just two seconds. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Green Goblin was an accident. Uh, and he was surviving. <laughs> you know, there's no chance. You can't, you can't just pause mid flip and be like, maybe we could save you. <laughs> um, ah, yeah. These don't know. I didn't have faith in Amy Pascal and <laughs> enough <laughs> to make no way home. Great. But, but I mean, killed it. Oh, killed it. funny. Man, man, I got you. <laughs> I don't even mean it that way. <laughs> I didn't, but it makes sense. <laughs> to reference Pitch Perfect, which I don't think, I don't know if I, you've seen it. Have you seen Pitch I've Perfect? Seen it. Okay. Yeah. To reference uh, Fat Amy or Fat Patricia, as she reveals there. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I'm going to burn your house down. <laughs> Do you want to see a dead body? <laughs> that might be cut out because of my uh my post processing so and i don't scrub through these before i post. so just in case i there's a character in pitch perfect who whispers and i said want to see a dead body um but uh because there's a very real possibility that all you heard was ha 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 let's let's just generalize <laughs> let's just generalize about men i'm not kidding i was listening to that loop again right before recording <laughs> <laughs> um um ah. last thing um i like the post-credit scene when they're kind of going through all like the spider-mans when they after they get back from their their um back into their own times by the way um our earth is was it 616 or 616e or something like that uh yeah that's the comic book uh um let me this this earth that we're yeah uh, let's see come what earth is spider verse 616 okay oh that's that's interesting because Oh wait. Oh, 16 wait. Cuz I know the comic book universe is 616. I'm seeing one article that was before the movie came out saying it's 1610. 
but that was before the movie came out, so. And then I know the MCU, which Earth is the MCU? Um, What's not? Oh, okay. Uh, And then the MCU is Earth 19999, one with five nines. That's why, what is it? In Spider Man Far From Home, when Mysterio says the MCU Earth is Earth 616, that's a tip off that he is a liar. But what Hmm. what were you saying? Um, But anyway, I like how when they go back to all their worlds and like, um what's her name goes or gwen stacy goes back to her band um noir get brings a rubik's cube and shows everybody and has it like a glass case <laughs> so all the little like little details is funny you actually reminded me of something i wanted to say which was uh i think again this is economical storytelling uh and it's actually not an insult to no way home i like how they did it in no way home um because he's an immature teenager who doesn't think of everything through all the time. Uh, This one, it was so much more elegant how they brought the other people in. Just dip Peter's head in. The spider genome found them, pulled them over. Uh, Whereas in Spider-Man No Way Home, it's let's do a spell that will make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Oops, I keep adding clauses to the spell. We can't complete the spell, and an unintended side effect is now a few of the villains have slipped, actually been pulled through, which is an unexpected consequence, but the spell was about to explode everywhere, Um, and they're in here. So there were so many more steps in Spider-Man No Way Home, and again, I prefer those steps because... um, (laughs) The moment when Dr. Strange, when Peter's like, maybe I should just call MIT, and Dr. Strange's like, you didn't call MIT is <laughs> just like if, if Captain America brain farted like that, I'd be like, bro, come on, but he's still a high schooler. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, uh, this was so, so good. It actually, it would have been tragic if Fisk had succeeded and not blown up New York because he, well, one, I would assume the other Fisk would then build a collider to go hunt him <laughs> and do the same. But he would have to watch his wife and child tear apart into atoms and die because they're in their own universe. Which actually makes me appreciate Doc Ock even more because she fucking knows that. She knows. She doesn't give a shit. She's a she's a crazy scientist who just wants to do the crazy science and is like, "You'll fund this crazy science." I mean, your your family will actually die, <laughs> and I know that. But as long as I get to do the crazy science and I'll blame it on the Spider-Man probably when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I, man, it's, I kind of empathize for him. Cause that's 
to be so motivated must have been so heartbreaking to you must have been so heartbroken to be motivated to do that to such an extreme length instead of sit down on a an extra strength uh reinforced couch at your therapist's office you know so. <laughs> <laughs> i assume uh you know the that, that, the that couch sounds like is, a fad, that huh? sounds like a fad that sounds like a fad joke no no that's a <laughs> there's not a boy he's got less fat on him than uh magic mike i bet <laughs> with how he he crushes peter uh no i i'd actually imagine that instead of having an extra strength couch in the therapist's office they just park a rhinoceros there and have him sit down Ooh, that wasn't even an intentional rhino reference <laughs> um i also found a um, is he allowed still. to say that legally speaking <laughs> <laughs> um, from Loki where they reference Loki being from Earth 616 that's so strange because I'm seeing hmm. that's on the on the tape yeah. well Hmm. Time to get, time to pass Alice on this one. Who's Alice? <laughs> I'm j- I, I don't know. What you're oh, about. sorry. I'm the White Rabbit. Oh, Alice in Wonderland. Loki episode one. I mean, it's also the fact that Loki is, one uses the space stone to go away, and he's in an alternate timeline. So that'd be interesting if that's how that alternate timeline got created. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at different like Reddit threads and stuff like that of people arguing whether it's six one six or one quadruple nine. <laughs> yeah, because the only reason I thought it was Earth one nine 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 is because this book contained the official designation for the budding Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and it is the book official handbook of the Marvel Universe A to Z Volume Five. The it was a uh, started with Iron Man. Marvel published a hardcover coffee table book called that. So, because I know the comics are six one six. I honestly I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, it's in the movie. <laughs> I think it's six one six in the movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, when, hey, this isn't going to tie into the MCU or, anyway. I don't remember where it is in the movie, but um, it's when it's the computer when they're all looking at the screen and it's showing them like where all where everybody came from. Yeah, let's see. I mean, hell, this is this isn't even tied to the MCU technically, technically. Um, so I wouldn't. Um, but it yeah. is weird because the Peter in, B. Parker. In, is is labeled both he's labeled or 616 the weird part about that is the fact that miles morales and this whole universe with all the like numbers in the background and shit or the the different names like cola soda or pdny it's all 
very intentionally not the normal world and marvel 616 is very intentionally supposed to be the real world so (laughs) actually another thing that i saw in a review that i think is valid is it's weird that sony is still called sony like it would have been funny if they put s-o-k-n-e-e like who cares that you need to force your your Brandon. Yeah, like force your Brandon, but match everything else. You literally have uh Seth Rogan on the background with uh hold my knee hold your horses and a whole bunch of other things. Uh which by the way, while I'm trying to find that computer screen on my comp- or that on my computer, um they contacted all those people for ideas like that and uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they gave a movie pitch of like this alternate universe that they could put in the movie. And then like a week later, they went, uh, actually, hold your horses. We might actually use that because <laughs> we <laughs> like it. So they were just probably like, yeah, no problem. Uh, the movie is now called Hold Your Horses. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I'm seeing them. Okay. Uh... They one of the right, the universes that they pull from, the one in the center is E sixteen ten, and then one of them that they pull from is E six one six. I don't think any of the comics have ever called them E, so that might have just been a trademark thing that they're avoiding. But one is E six one six, E sixty five, E fourteen five one two, E nine zero two one four and e eighty three eleven so i'm presuming that e six one six is peter b parker um that's where he he's coming from so the one that we're watching throughout this movie is seen again the uh sixteen ten and i'm going to try to watch very slowly to and see which ones get there first and the maker says i'm from an alternate dimension very much like yours but younger <laughs> The maker? Who? Yeah, the maker. But that's what he says about Earth six uh, sixteen ten. Wait, who who's the maker? I'm confused. Um. Hmm. Ha ha. Okay, I I confirmed my theory. If you go at like twenty four minutes and forty seconds, where the dots are, um. Well, no, it might not be true. Let's see. Uh, oh, E, why am I being so silly? It's Earth. <laughs> it's not a copyright thing. Uh, what is Earth 90214? Peter Parker. Uh, no, that's noir. Never mind. I had a theory because Earth 65 was very close that that was the reason uh, to the center why um, Gwen showed up like a week early or a couple days early, but I'm wrong. It, that, that theory is not like a glass. It does not hold water. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's see. 
But yeah, so, uh, hmm. <laughs> a title I could have made this is like, if you're never going to watch Morbius, watch this much better. <laughs> um, if you like No Way Home, you'll love this Spider-Man movie. If you love Spider-Man movies, you're going to love this Spider-Man movie. I got, we got to publish the, the most underrated Spider-Man movie quick before Morbius gets kicked out of theaters for poor box office. Cause otherwise that'll count as the most underappreciated. Morbius, I think did, did decent this weekend. Yeah. What was it like 30 million or something? I thought it was 25 on Friday night. Okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't mean, mind seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah, uh, shaves teeth to thirty-nine million opening Sunday. Sunday AM box office update. Honestly, from what I heard of it, it is uh, not worth your time. It's it's actually it's, watch watch does, Dan Merle's review of it. Does it suck out all the fun out of a vampire movie? <gasps> Now he he starts with puns. He's like, uh, it shouldn't have been a surprise, but a Spider-Man movie about uh, a vampire sucks. And I mean, from the summary, it's just the same plot that uh, the MCU did a lot of times in the early days of like hero and villain have exactly the same powers from exactly the same place, but it's done in the shittiest way possible. And they said he even points out that the music playing when Morbius like joins this like room with like bats flying around is just a straight fucking rip off of the Batman theme from Batman <laughs> Begins. Like that moment when he's uh, cave diving and he overcomes mm-hmm. his fear to stand. It's, it's nearly like they just took that file. Like they, they recorded that off Spotify and put it in there. And he is a very nice guy. So for him to just be like, what the fuck asshole? He didn't say it like that. But like, um, yeah, just watch that. I think the only thing I'm even interested in watching is the clusterfuck of the two post credit scenes, which I won't spoil for you. Uh, since you said you're going to watch it, but it just, <sighs> God, it sounds. This the, is what we get when Amy Pascal doesn't have. <laughs> um, they're already in the money. Looks like internationally, um, they've they've took in a total of eighty four million. They only spent seventy five. I mean, be so, so fucking pissed if this makes more than Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah, with the, already, with with the reviews, they're already. They're already close. I don't know. From 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 the sound of it, it but based on those reviews, and again I recommend Dan Merle's most of all that I've heard, uh there it sounds like there's no saving grace. Not a single thing. He even said that it sounds it's so weird with Jared Leto's track history with like Joker and all these things in recent memory that a fucking vampire is his most playing its straight role and most boring <laughs> role. Um, I might yeah. hate, watch, hate watch it one day. 
So I, mean, I, well, I can't I can't even say that I'll wait for you to buy it and like add it to movies anywhere because I hope you don't. <laughs> I don't I hope you don't spend your money. <laughs> like 30 bucks on a steel book based on the reviews but it, it's up to you i'm not gonna <laughs> i won't shame you if you buy a physical copy <laughs> so enter the spider-verse since mm-hmm. we're talking about this um what do you know what the budget was mm, i would guess around 150 million uh less it was only 90 million damn I, my yeah. low was 125 oh shit boy God, yeah. how? How? That's it was so much animating. I mean, I figured they would. I figured they would double that easy. Yeah, I, I'm honestly. I want to see how much Kyle Chance of Meatballs budget was because I'd be. That was a hundred million, and that movie came out in before this one, two thousand nine. How did they do that? Yeah, better, better technology. But better technology doesn't usually mean like, well, you know, cheaper for stuff that you're used to. You know, like if they were doing it in the style of Cloud at the Chance of Meatballs, and it was ten million dollars cheaper, uh, like nine years later, I'd get it. But they had to invent it. They had three directors instead of one. They, you know, they. Wow. You just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> and, and then remember you went to sell this movie seven times. What do you think the box office number was for this? Oh, I I'm, I opened the non-spoiler with it. So I know. What what was it? It was like 375 million worldwide. Yeah. Okay. Like 200 million domestic. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. I just I just started laughing because I saw that there was an opening for people to blame foreign markets on its failure. <laughs> if they if they really wanted to. <laughs> like America showed up, we gave two hundred million. Um ah, I don't think that for the record. <laughs> I think everyone needs to watch this more. I I just hope people show up for the sequels. <laughs> Honestly. Hopefully. I, like it's coming the next movie's coming out in October. I'm seeing it with my big old pink mask on if if you know COVID is still a you know thing that's affecting people in a unless you know, if it magically goes away, I might consider it not <laughs> somehow. But I'm gonna be there opening day, big old pink filters, trying to be away from other people. Being thankful if I can't get away from anybody to eat popcorn, because then I'll be like, box office. (laughs) (sighs) God, I love this fucking movie so much. Yeah, that's all I got. Me too. This this movie may be a mushroomy ayahuasca. uh, ayahuasca. Or a mushroomy ayahuasca. (laughs) But either way, this movie is dope. Because... Movies, movies are, are dope. dope. Should have said this before the outro, but the next movie is uh it, it's yours. So would you like to tease it? Um don't yeah, do what just, I'm doing. Yeah, basically. I <laughs> I was gonna say I couldn't remember which one it was, but yeah, I was pretty I was betting on that one. Yeah. Um it is um uh, don't look sideways, don't look down, don't look 
somewhere. I don't know. Don't look somewhere. Was that a, was that first one a uh, a Sandman reference since he was and a Rhino reference since they were both in the movie Sideways? Nope. Paul Giamatti I've, and I have no idea what you're talking about. What you didn't see the the movie Sideways? Nope. What no idea what you're talking about? You're lying. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you kidding me? Sideways, 2004 movie with, uh, yeah, with Paul Giamatti, Thomas Hayden Church, and Virginia Madsen. Nope, never seen it. All right. Well, the, everyone should, if you know about that movie, you should look up uh, Dudes Being Dudes in Wine Country. It's the guy from Arrow and like his friend doing their own TV show that they only did one episode. I'm really disappointed because it was great. But they go to wine country and they said that uh, everyone missed the point of that movie because he like goes on this whole um, monologue about hating Merlot or one type of wine but loving another. And like you couldn't sell your most expensive Merlot for a dollar, but all these other ones were going off the shelves and they missed the whole point that it was this subtle thing of like, the one he appreciates like needs a Merlot. I forget what he says because he's a, he's a wine connoisseur and I'm not uh, the person they're talking to on the episode, but it's a great episode. Um, but yeah, I think it's funny that we have Rhino and Sandman in a 2004 movie before either of them joined. Nope. <laughs> Didn't, what? Nope. God, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, one of them was in Spider-Man in 2002, so. What? Was it, what, Oh, no, I guess. No, because that, um, that was um, the other guy. Yeah, uh, Tom, Green Goblin. yeah, Thomas Hayden Church was in Spider-Man 3 and No Way Home. Fun fact, his voice does not come out of his mouth. It comes out of all directions of his head. He has some condition. So when he's talking normally, he's yelling. Which makes when he sounds like he's yelling even more impressive <laughs> in movies, but he has that condition. Anyway. Hmm. Didn't know that. Follow Brad on Instagram or anywhere at Brad912, Brad F912, right? Yep. Yep. You got it. And you can follow yep. my compadre over here at Movies Are Dope. <laughs> Pretty much anywhere else. Pretty much. Bye, everybody.